Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tonight, the second installment of The Captain, the ESPN, the great ESPN documentary about Derek Jeter. And joining us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line is Randy Wilkins. He is the director of The Captain. Great to have you with us, sir. Thanks for your time. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. How are you? Everything's good. Hey, I wanted to start with this. Well, let me go back to this. Spike Lee recommended you for this job. Uh, I, I, what did you think when they came to you and said, hey, Randy, we'd like you to direct this documentary about Derek Jeter. Oh, I couldn't believe it. I almost dropped my phone when Spike uh, called me about it. Um, yeah, it was a dream come true. I've known Spike for pretty much my entire adult life. He started off as my professor at NYU Grad Film. And uh, we've had a longstanding professional and personal relationship. And Spike called me in June of 2020 uh, when the pandemic was first raging and I don't know. It just—it was incredible. It's, it's a dream come true. I'm from New York. I'm from the Bronx. Uh, huge Yankees fan. Derek Jeter was my guy. So it was just incredible to hear it and incredible to be able to tell this story. So, Randy, did that work for you in directing this, or was it difficult to compartmentalize the image that you had of Derek Jeter and just focus on extracting what you wanted to find out about him? Oh no, my my job first is to be a filmmaker and storyteller. So wherever my fandom lies, I have to put that to the side. I think the only way that my fandom influenced things was just in the research and really understanding uh, the Yankees tenure that Derek had, um, having some understanding of Derek's relationship with the city and um, how he's revered here. So I think in terms of research and building out a story, it helped me. But in terms of the emotional storytelling, uh, being as balanced as possible and getting Derek to be open and candid, my fandom goes to the side. I have a job to do as a filmmaker and a storyteller, and I take that very seriously. Was it difficult to get him to be open and candid? Because this is someone who is described in the trailer as a star that hid in plain sight. Derek Jeter did a better job than almost any modern-day athlete of protecting his image and really getting the message that he wanted out through the media. So was it hard to get to the truth? No. Uh, We had a lot of conversations before we filmed one frame uh, of his interview. So this was something that he wanted to do. He fully understood that in order for this film to work and be emotionally engaging and to feel like something new, he had to be open and candid. Um, I think that even in our filmmaking approach, we simplify things so we can focus really on Derek opening up. So he was prepared for it. He knew that we were going to ask questions about things he hadn't really talked about publicly before he was comfortable with it. And I think it shows in the film. 
Randy Wilkins is the director of The Captain, and the second installment is tonight on ESPN at 8 o'clock St. Louis time. Randy, in watching the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, and watching the Tom Brady documentary, now watching this one, isn't it remarkable how these athletes that are at the very top of the game have that common denominator of just unquenchable competitiveness and a chip on their shoulder? Oh, yeah, it's incredible. I mean, that's what separates them from the rest of us. Um Obviously, there are physical gifts involved, but I think it's their mentality. They're they're just wired a different way. I think that one thing that a lot of people don't realize is Derek is just as competitive as the people that you mentioned, and I would put Tiger Woods in that group as well. Mm-hmm. They they just view things differently. Everything is competition. It, it's at the core of who they are. Um, it defines who they are. And there's a particular edge and intensity that you can feel immediately when they're talking about competition. It's, it's just like they become two different people. So, yeah, I think that's just at the heart of, of, you know, it's cliche, but it's the heart of a champion in many ways. And it's what drives them. And I don't think that they can ever separate themselves from it. So I think that that also makes them unique. One other thing that makes the greats unique, Randy, is this inner knowing. And one of my biggest takeaways from the first episode, which was outstanding, and if people in St. Louis haven't seen it yet, you need to go catch up on episode one before episode two tonight, was that Derek Jeter seemingly always knew that this was going to be who he was ultimately going to become. He knew, I'm going to be the shortstop of the New York Yankees. He told everybody that growing up. And it felt almost as when he got the call, when he got drafted, that he was excited, but he didn't really let it out because he almost expected it. And I read Tom, the book on Tom Brady and same thing. He always knew that he was going to be this quarterback regardless of what everyone around him said. So I'm wondering if that was surprising to you that when you were learning about Derek Jeter that it almost seemed like he always knew that this was his destiny. No, because I think along with his competitiveness, his confidence is what sets him apart. I think that, and you'll find out more about this in episode two tonight, his confidence is almost elite. I want to say almost. It is elite. I mean, he he just has this unwavering confidence in himself that I think rubs off on everyone around him. And he just has, like, a true belief in himself. And I think that starts with his parents. They created an environment where, as they say in the first episode, can't was almost treated like a curse word. I think that there were, he grew up in an environment where anything was possible, but it had to be earned. So I think that that instilled a confidence in him that, well, if I think I can do this, it's going to happen just because that's what I've been told. So I think that, you know, being a, being a part of an environment that was positive and fostered um, going after, like, whatever your goal is and making sure that you're on the path to achieve those goals, it, it's no surprise that he expected it because I think that that was how he was raised, that if you want something, you can actually go after it and get it. So. I think it's a reflection of how he was raised and the great family that he has. Hey, Randy, I want to localize this a little bit. Joe Torrey is a member of the Cardinals Hall of Fame. He's revered here locally, and he'll be introduced into the documentary tonight. How important was Joe Torrey for Derek Jeter? Oh, Derek says that Joe is his second dad. I think that having Joe Torrey allowed Derek to be himself and also allowed the team to embrace Derek. It wasn't in an environment where... Derek was getting hazed or treated like a rookie. He was treated on equal footing like everyone else. And I think that that starts with Joe Torrey. Joe knew that uh, Derek was most likely going to be the starting shortstop. He accepted it. And 
Joe was immediately impressed with Derek when Jeter said, you know, I have to earn this. And I think that those are the, the things and the, the attitude that Joe was looking for. And they, they just bonded. It was it's a perfect union. I mean, I know he's revered in St. Louis, but uh, he's just as revered here in New York for all of his success. But I think part of it was allowing Derek to be himself. You know, he was the young guy, but he, he let Derek thrive and put him in positions where Derek can make adjustments on a major league level. And then when he took off, it was in Brits. Randy, there's no better feeling as somebody who's interviewing someone or, or trying to make a film and, and extract information than when you hear somebody say something that you haven't heard and you think, wow, that's going to be a big deal. And as a New York guy, you had more familiarity and more of a, a knowledge base on Jeter and the Yankees than I think most people watching this documentary will. But when you were sitting there, was there something that Derek Jeter said or that you learned that made you say, wow, that's going to be a big deal? Well, obviously, the stuff about Alex, because he never really talked about it publicly, um, Alex Rodriguez. Uh, I think Derek speaking so openly about uh, his upbringing as a uh, biracial kid in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and how it's very clear that influences the way that he views the world and even how he viewed his baseball career. I think um, him talking about his relationship with the media and why he did it and what went into it, um, and there's also some personal things that uh, I don't want to spoil it for people, but there are a couple personal moments in his life that had a tremendous impact on him, um, including something that happened recently for him in the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, there, there are a bunch littered throughout. Um, I think that, you know, again, he was open and candid and, and definitely didn't treat me like a beat reporter uh, in front of his locker, so I appreciated it. Randy Wilkins, the story is great. It's the captain about Derek Jeter. Can't wait for episode two tonight. Thanks so much for your time, and congratulations on the great work. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. That's Randy Wilkins, director of The Captain. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.